Hey there, welcome to The Legal Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. I'm Shanaz, I'm here with my good mate Brooksy. We haven't done this for a little while, which we apologize for, but we're back, bigger and better than ever. Brooksy, how are you? Shanaz, your weapon. Whoa. <laughs> I am great. I am really good. <laughs> Thought I'd uh, mix it up for you. Um, yeah, good, man. Good. Very well. Um, kicking along nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Weather's great. I think we've seen the worst of winter. I know you're a winter man and I'm a summer man, mm. but um, I, I think we're good. I think we're I, there is actually there is um, there is a cold front coming through at the end of the week, uh, which will bring a bit of rain. But once that's gone, we're 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 home. So it's going to be the summer of Brooks, the summer of Schnaz. You need to calm down, Brooksy. That's all I got to say to you about that. I have had three coffees already before eleven o'clock, so. That's never a good thing for you. Rugby league is going strong. It's the heartland. It's everything to us. And a couple of weeks ago, which we haven't uh, potted about yet, we had the rematch derby, round two, if you will. Home derby for the Sharks at your stinking Cogra Stadium, whatever it's called now. What did you, th- you, you think of the result? Oh, I've got a joke for you. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> who let the dogs out or some rubbish? Uh, up, up, up who? <laughs> there you go. Pretty good game, actually. It was an entertaining game. Yeah. Oh, they've been good derbies uh, the last few years, and I think that one was probably one of the better ones uh, mm. that we've seen. Mm. Uh, Sharky's really good. I I underestimated the forward pack for the Sharks, and didn't they step up? Royce Hunt. Yeah. Two, uh, 200 metres in 20-odd minutes. Mate, I don't think some of those players run that fast to chalk, chalk up 200 metres without the ball, let alone with the ball. That was great. Um, Toby Rudolph got in excess of 200 metres as well. He's been really good and um, great to see from your perspective. I guess he might not be going over to Auckland next season, which is great. Um, and, yeah, I thought, I thought it was a well-deserved win. I know there was a few Dragons fans that were pretty uh, peed with the decision of the grounding for Williams's try, was it, Chanaz? It was, yeah. Where Dufty got his hand to it. It was pretty, I, I thought it was pretty close to simultaneous, but yeah, you could see on a couple of the angles, um, particularly the Fox Rover in the end goal, that uh, it, was a, it was a bit touch and go. But, mate, that happened so early in the game. Um, yeah. And, so much happened since. We had two opportunities to score at the end. Dufty on the bobble and Saab <laughs> far out. The Saab nearly came through with the goods at the end. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a great – I thought it was a great game. Um, I'm just enjoying the way the Dragons are playing footy, win, lose, or draw at the moment, Shnaz. Yeah, we've had a few episodes earlier in the year which were pretty um, down and depressing for you especially. <laughs> One in particular Back to the life. Steelers 1989 days. <laughs> But you've definitely um, amplified and lifted since then and, you know, a couple of losses as well as the wins, but you're definitely playing a lot better. There's a lot more uh, structure, particularly when Ben Hunt plays at, at hooker, it seems you go a lot better. So there's a bit of hope there for the drags. And as you said about the Sharkies, the forward pack is revitalized with um, a lot of younger guys, uh, particularly the, the bench of, of essentially what usually would be Hunt, Talakai and, uh, and Toby Rudolph. So they're going well, and uh, I'm a pretty happy Sharks fan, although the defense is pretty ordinary. I think the attacks, the, the strength at the Sharks at the moment, um, you're seeing Johnson playing his best footy at the club, which is helping. You've got, you had a lot of uh, injuries in your outside backs, and you've seen a bit of rotation there. It was good seeing some of those young guys get a go on the weekend against the Bronx, mate. Jackson Ferris, I know you've been... Um, high on him in previous years, playing in the juniors and yeah. in, in for Newtown as well. Um, it's good to see his injuries and as bad as what um, first thought. MCL, is it, Shaz? Four to six, maybe? Four to six, yeah. Yeah, so, and you obviously you lost Sherry. You let Josh uh, Morris go to the Roosters. Mm. So it's good to see these young guys playing well out in the back. I thought um, Ronaldo was a bit aggressive, uh, in the derby, there was a bit of afters in some tackles. I think he, I think he tried to bury uh, Adam Clune at one stage during the game into the Cogra turf. Yeah, um, he's got that in his game. We we saw it yeah, on the weekend against the Broncos. He fires up um, a lot. He's the sort yeah. of player I think that you're going to yeah. like if you're a Sharks fan, and if you're not a Sharks fan, you might kind of grow to sort of mm, what's up with this young gentleman. But uh, yeah, 
he's, he's a tough little beast, that's for sure. I think they're still digging Luke Brooks out from um, Leichhardt Oval from round 25 last year. Remember that hit he put on? I, I do. I think it was a seven-tackle set, and Brooks took the tap, and Ronaldo, poor, tried to, tried to bury him. They might have to start calling him the Undertaker, Schnaz. <laughs> uh, I wanted to ask you, Brooksy, we're yep. you know, halfway or over halfway, I should say, in this competition. Yeah, we're... This strange competition. I want to do a bit of a game with you. I know you like games. I want to say pretenders or contenders. Pretenders or contenders. And uh, let's go through the ladder. And I'm going to start with the Penrith Panthers. How can you not say they're contenders? She has seven straight. Uh, Cleary's love and life uh, post TikTok. the, the teams, are, I like. I actually really like the team, what, the squad that they've got now. You know, some of those guys that are probably like mid-20s starting to take a um, take the next step. James Fisher-Harris, he's been someone that has been uh, solid for the last few years. Isaiah Yo, You've got bloody Charlie Staines uh, drinking <laughs> um, Forbes Dry. Six tries in 100 minutes. Shows. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting to see how many players... Like he's passed in a hundred minutes of football, who, who have scored five or six. I know I was doing a Tigers game the other day, and McKaylee and Twal have played like fifty and sixty games respectively, haven't crossed for a try. They're probably sitting there just going, "Damn it! Just if I could get a piece of that action, it'd be great." But um, yeah, there'd be some interesting names that have scored six or five tries. I think he's. I know Blocker was commentating that game, and I think he said he's halfway to Blocker's count already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's. Um, this but is yeah, a... the Panthers good man. I, I think I think this is um, the culmination of what they've been building the last five ten years. Uh, Gus's five ten year plan sort of um, <laughs> coming to fruition. It's here. He got all the got all the dead wood, dropped them up to the Goldie. Uh, <laughs> Literally. Um, Players and coaching staff, and uh, oh yeah, I think they're they're doing well. And obviously, the Bulldogs have seen that and recruiting T T Bone T Baz for next year. So, All right. yeah, let's um, let's let's uh, speed this game up. We're going to say Panthers, yeah. Storm, Eels, Roosters are all contenders. I think there's a there's a tier one, and it's definitely Penrith, Melbourne, Para. I I and, and I Roosters. Have, I, I really have concerns with the Roosters, their depth. I don't think Sonny Bill is going to be a signing that will take them to any next level. What have you put in that three, in those three coffees of yours this morning? What are you talking about? No, I, 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 live, I live in the East. I'm, I'm starting to <laughs> understand the Rooster way of life. Um, you know, that, that's hence the three coffees. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. I think... I think the Radley and Verrill's injuries that probably were the last episode that we did um, have taken its toll. I think there's, I think you're going to see the Ford Pack's going to be, and it, it's their third year in a row, potentially going to a grand final. Yeah. I think that wear and tear is starting to show. Cordner um, hasn't been there. He's got a, got the concussion issues. I think I think these teams that are Melbourne are obviously very. Um, they're ready to go. They really want to win this. This could be Smith's, uh, Smith's final year. Para obviously flying. Penrith, who we've just talked about, they're rolling. I think the Roosters won't be able to keep up with these top, uh, teams long-term when it gets to finals footy. That mm. Para pack. Mm. Like I, I think they're going to find it hard to uh, play them. And like, so the last few weeks, I don't think the Roosters have been in scintillating form. Yeah, the Titans they, should have won that game last week. They don't need to be. And they're a team that uh, picks their time and, and goes for it. And I think they're just, you know, they know they're playing the Titans. They know they can beat them with their hands behind their back, and they did. And whether yep. you like that or not, that's irrelevant. That's just how they're doing it at the moment. I don't think they're playing tired football. I think they're just, they know their opposition. They know what they need to put in, and they do it. Uh, I think they're definitely top tier for me. And I, yep. I even with the injuries... Uh, and we'll talk about SBW in a little bit, but I, I think he will add something, especially off the bench, in, in some short minutes. But let me go down the list a bit more. Given yeah. given the current status of this team, yeah. Canberra Raiders, contenders or not? 
Oh, they're, they're borderline contenders, I think, Schnaz. But Bateman's inclusion last week was really good. I think he brings a bit more to that right side um, that's been a bit lacking. Uh, I think I pair them with the Roosters. I think there's there's the top tier contenders and then you've got Roosters and Canberra. Another team that's been banged up, they're, they're going to be playing without Hodgson for the rest of their campaign. Uh, but they've done well. They've gone gone well through adversity. Yeah. Still eight and four, same record as the Roosters. Uh, yeah, and the, I think I think too. You look at the defence of those five teams. They're they're clearly a different le- at a different level compared to the other um, thirteen teams. Like the defence is what wins premierships, wins championships. It's just that's I think. You're going to get the two grand finalists from those five teams, Schnaz. So, yes, I think you've got those five contenders. But, yeah, I'd like to think the um, Parra Penrith and Melbourne are in the top tier of them and then the Roosters and Canberra at the bottom. Okay, I'm not going to get involved in this next bit. But do you think the Sharks' attack, which is the second best in the NRL, I, I believe, do you think... There is enough there for them to make a run in the shiny part of the year, or do you think the fact that they missed the most tackles in the NRL is going to bite them <laughs> at some point? Stat. No, um, I think you look at – okay, so you look at the ladder, and it's funny, like the Warriors and the Dragons are both on eight points, and they're down – sorry, I'm just jumping down the ladder a bit because I want to get a bit of a guide as to – who can and can't make the finals. So you've got the Dragons and the Warriors on eight points. So they're 12 games in, another eight games. So they get a maximum of 24 points on the season. Your Sharkies are on 14 schnaps. You only really have to win five more games and you're pretty much guaranteed a spot in the top eight. You do have teams like Manly and the Tigers who are floating around the bottom. But I don't, I, I don't think either team is in a real position to force themselves into the top eight. I think it's going to come down to some um, of those final round results, maybe a bit of luck going their way. I think the Sharkies are, have put themselves in a really good position. They're, yeah, but, they're but once, atta- once, atta- they're, once they're there, though, Brooksy, and they play the top four yeah. teams, can they do something or not? I, th- I think it's going to be tough. Like, it's going to be tough. Like, they're going to have to probably rely on, you know, a team like the Roosters having more injuries, having being a bit decimated, Canberra having a few more um, injuries along the way. The way Penrith, like, have a look at Penrith, Melbourne and Paris sort of depth. I think they're, they're good. Like, the, if they have a few injuries, I don't think they're going to struggle. Like, we saw yeah. that Jay Field came in for Moses and they, their attack was humming. Yeah. Dylan Brown stood up. Gutho was amazing. Michael Jennings is playing unbelievable footy. Uh, Storm, as you saw with Cameron Smith off, they still they can put Brandon Smith in the in the hooker. Their forward pack's humming. Tino Faasua Moali's doing really well. Yeah, he's uh, how good's that signing for the Titans for next year? He's and yeah. there's other other signings as well. Obviously, yeah. that have yeah. done made yeah. them really. Um, uh, made made them something uh, made their fans something to look forward to uh, for next year. But yeah, it's uh, I, th- I think the depth there from those top few teams, it's going to be hard for Cronulla to crack them. Um, they're going to have to. Re- I think they're going to have to rely on injuries, suspensions, um, just uh, fatigue really, because they can score points. I think yeah. that's the thing. They've got to just get into a, a gunslinging match, just where. <laughs> You go back and forth and yeah. and win thirty two to thirty, but against twenty eight twenty six against uh, a team like Penrith or the Eels this year with their defence, that's yeah. uh, not so easy to do. No, definitely not, and that's where that's where they're going to have to take their opportunities. We saw uh, like going back to that Titans Roosters game. That I think a lot of teams would have beaten the Roosters last week, and they would have taken some of those opportunities, you know, where the Roosters put like dropped early ball in sets, given their opposition, given the Titans' good field position. I think that's what the Sharks can do. They can really um, strangle teams. But that's where I think Sean Johnson's got to be keep playing like this throughout. Like Chad's out for what, another four weeks, four or five weeks? Uh, Three to four at least, yeah. Three to four. Um, So, yeah, he's going to have to really step up. 
like that's I think that's where you know you need two three tries out of him each game for the finals, mate. I'm gonna put a line through the Knights due to injuries. Are you doing the same? Yeah, it's been been a fall from grace from the from the Knights. Obviously, that game where they lost all all their hooking depth <laughs> with Andrew McCulloch and um, and Connor Watson hasn't been good wearing the number nine or fourteen jersey for the Knights this year uh, with. Bro- your boy Brayley uh, yeah. going down in round two, and then these two um, a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, it's it's uh, like Ponga and Pierce have to be amazing. Like they have to be nines, tens out of ten each game. Pierce hasn't looked. To... Pierce hasn't looked too good the last few weeks. No, and uh, I think there was news this morning that the Warriors are releasing Blake Green so he can go to the Hunter. Um, and that's what, as of this week? Yeah, I think it's effective immediately. Whether he gets named for the Knights uh, on Tuesday afternoon is another thing. But yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, would you play? He, I guess he was um, 5 8 at Manly for that season. He played with DCE. But what, what do you think of Green and. Pierce halves off the top of your head, Schnaz. Oh, it's a little bit dull for me. I, 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 I don't mind Blake Green. Like I think that he's he's a decent half, and particularly as he gets older, he sort of gets a little bit better. I'm not a huge Mitch Pierce fan. I, I know he does a job, and he's he's fairly consistent in what he does, but it's, he's also pretty robotic, which for a half, you know, can work. But in his case, it doesn't necessarily work week in week out. So I'd be interesting to see how. I'll be interested to see how that works out. I don't think it'll hurt having him there, that's for sure. Yeah, I think an interesting thing too, Shnaz, is that Adam O'Brien's come out and said Kurt Mann's been one of their best players this year Mm. at the six. So he's going to have to move Mann. um, Mann's pretty much played every position apart from prop and second row. I I know Mary has (laughs) had a bit to say in that. He moved him around quite a bit. So, yeah, he can play... Uh, multiple positions, maybe he becomes the 14. But, um, yeah, I, I, that, I think Kurt deser- deserves to be there. He's, he's played a big part in that attack coming down the um, left-hand side yeah. by just his solid run game. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's a tough one for me. I don't, I don't know. I don't think they gain much. Like, they're not... Yeah, it's it's just to get another veteran in. I think, and that's a, he could he, his experience could well be a great asset for the second half of the season. But yeah, we'll see how it all plays out, mate. A team that really confuses me this year: South Sydney Rabbitohs. What are you? What are your quick thoughts on those guys? Oh well, what first fifteen minutes of the game on Thursday, you would have thought, what's doing? Yeah, uh, Bennett's yeah. probably going to cop some pressure, and then. Reynolds gets injured, Cody Walker takes over, and all my nightmares <laughs> came at once. And the Rabbitohs looked really good. I think, yeah. you know, it's been disappointing this year, and I don't know, Bunnies fans might not agree with me because he is such a good player and he's such a good guy. Damien Cook. Cookie. I don't think he's been... Like, like, where is he in terms... Like, on current form, Schnaz, not looking back at 2019, yeah. where would you put him on the hooker uh, performance? You're going to say second, aren't you? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. He's no, uh, he's no Harry Grant this year, that's for sure. I know. Well, yeah, see. I, um, I, I, guess, I guess he would be fifth or something, maybe? Is that being even too generous? I don't know. Oh no, yeah, Coruscant has been pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you're saying. He's probably he, he's, he's underplaying. He's not. Yeah, he's not a shining light at the moment. We know that he can turn it on, though. I'd love him at. Yeah. Uh, I'd love him at my team as much as I love Blake Brayley. But I, I, Damian Cook's one of my favorite players to watch when he's when he's on. That's for sure. Yeah, I think I think he he need he needs to be a bit more effective. We were all talking about how good he was last year and how the new rules coming out of the lockdown, the shutdown were going to be to help his game. I don't, I don't know. I, I haven't looked at his stats recently, Shnaz, but 
I think there's been other hookers that have taken more advantage of it than he has. And and look, he he might be raring to go, and he might finish this season really well. I just want I, for South to be probably up with those other five teams. He needs to be playing at an elite level, like try assists, line breaks. You know, he's kicking. He's brought more to his kicking game this year. He needs to but, run. Um, he needs to run more. So yeah, yeah. I'd love to see him run. Just get out. I don't, whether he might have a foot injury or leg injury that he's playing through. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and and we've seen it in in recent years. I know um, Tarek Sims as a Dragons fan. He had a season where his numbers were well down, and then we found out he had he was playing through injuries that he sustained in the <laughs> charity shield. So he played a full season through um, with injuries, and yeah, he that sometimes you just you have to maybe take into account that maybe he's not one hundred percent. Who knows? Brooksy, last night, yeah, on Fox Sports five hundred two, the NRL channel. What are we calling it? <laughs> Fox League. That's the one. Great work. You, I, I you love pretty much. I love the that people Fox I work for. Channel with the league. Um, what is it? We we saw some uh, pretty revealing and astonishing pieces of television, namely yeah. the Todd Payton interview on uh, NRL three hundred and sixty. It blew everyone's minds, including Ben Eichen, which was which is pretty hard to do. Uh, Todd Payton came on and he essentially said that he's turned down the NRL head coaching job at the Warriors for family reasons. And uh, yep. he's also put his hat in the ring for the Cowboys job, and uh, it was it was a really really great piece of television. Yeah, I I heard from the guys it was pretty last minute, like they didn't realize that he was going to come on and 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 say that. It's it's amazing. It it the honesty, the openness in terms of what he provided. They're going through a lot. They've gone through yeah. a lot, Schnaz, and I think it's it's been a testing year for everyone involved with the Warriors. And then for him to say he's obviously got family uh, issues that he wants to deal with, I, I I think that's the that's a big thing with the Warriors getting Aussies, um, whether it's players or coaching staff. Like when this stuff happens, it's hard for them to stay in New Zealand uh, and and continue on, particularly. With his wife's um, father, who's who's sick, and the, the same thing happened was, with uh, with Chad Townsend, a good friend of ours. He, um, yeah, his his wife's uh, one of his wife's parents was was ill, yeah, and that was a lot a, a very large reason in why they came home in 2016. Yeah, and it's been an interesting ride with the Warriors with the the coaching situation. Tooves was told. Um, he was unsuccessful. The Walker brothers were told that they were unsuccessful. They were obviously trying to get uh, Peyton, and now, unfortunately, he's knocked it back. So the Warriors mm. ownership management group, they, they'll be on the lookout for a, for a coach for 2021. Um, you reckon Greeny might go over, Schnaz, or...? I... Don't Seabold? think so. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I think I think Greeny wants to stay in Australia, possibly stay in Queensland yeah, yeah. if you follow my drift. But uh, I, I know you yeah. can't you can't hire a man based on one interview. But if you could, he he was everything you want in a coach. He was honest. He was intelligent. He was emotional, uh, and. He was to the point, you know, he didn't come on, for people who haven't seen it, he didn't come on and just like unload all this baggage. He was asked questions and he answered them really honestly. He didn't look particularly happy about doing it, but he also wasn't uh, holding back. And he, you know, in a lot of people's minds, he just went up a notch or two, that's for sure. Yeah, he, he's been up on the, up on... <laughs> Let me start again, Schnaz. He's sure. been in Townsville on the Cowboys coaching staff before. I think he was their NYC head coach. Right. And also part of the staff during the the premiership run. Okay. So okay. he's familiar. He's familiar with Townsville. He's familiar with the um, setup up there. I think, you know, if I, I don't I don't know much about his family. So I don't know where they where his um father is located or you know where his wife's from, 
but yeah, I, it, I think I, I, I think the times we live I think in from what we've seen of him, he's good. Yeah, the times we live in also had a factor. He mentioned COVID and uh, you know getting across through airports and when you're allowed, when you're not allowed. I think that definitely also had an impact because traveling is really hard, no matter what your circumstances these days. Yeah, definitely. So speaking of Queensland, Schnaz, yeah. have you seen where the three Queensland teams are on the ladder? Are they in 13th, 14th and 15th? That, that's correct. <laughs> the Bulldogs are in 16th, yeah. but not too far off. Um, you've got, they're all on six points, Schnaz. Oh, boy. Who, who do you see? What, 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 okay, obviously... Yeah, some of those teams shouldn't be there, the Cowboys and the Broncos. Uh, Broncos 15th, crazy, 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 crazy. They won their first two games, Shaz. What? Who do you see coming out on top of those three? Who's going to lift the 4X keg at the end of the year? Oh, man. I I, I think the, the, Cow- the Cowboys is uh, it's at least topical because they haven't got Michael Morgan, they haven't got Valentine Holmes, especially Michael Morgan. Yeah. And I feel I feel for them because he's their number one guy. Uh, who's going to end up on top? Oh man, you'd probably still have to say the Broncos, right? You think they're going to come home strong? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, with a couple of wins, yeah, maybe, I th- maybe. I think I think that's the interesting thing. Um, you got Morgan potentially coming back. Uh, Tatey 180, Brent Tate um, dropped it during the Cowboys game on the weekend that he spoke to Morgs and it was likely that he's going to be named on Teamless Tuesday for oh, their right. upcoming match. Oh, okay. Um, the Bronx are getting um, Titans superstar David Fafita back <laughs> in a couple of weeks. Uh, and the Titans, are obviously, with David Fafita coming back, uh, sorry, and signing David Fafita, I've been playing on a bit of a high. Yeah. So, do you can you and can you see looking at that ladder? Can you see the likes of a Manly or the Tigers or the Dragons, for instance, drop down, and these Queensland teams get on a bit of a late season roll, not uh, create a few upsets? Do you reckon there could be a fan base in Sydney that's going to see their team? Drop down. I think there might be one. I don't know which one it'll be. Yeah. I think. I think. I think if Manly has one more injury, it could be them. Yeah. I'm not a great believer in the Tigers at the moment either. Uh, yeah. That interest. I think this is a watch this space. The Tigers. Whew. I think you know they. Uh, well, whilst we've been on a hiatus, they were they were cheering for Harry at Leichhardt against the Bull, uh, Broncos. Oh, we love like Harry. It was, it, love it, Harry. It was some some sort of scene from Gladiator, wasn't it? Like <laughs> this guy's on loan. Like they're trying to persuade him. I, I'm surprised they're not throwing like possessions at him. Let's let's uh, let's like let's talk a bit of Harry. I, I love the way this kid plays. I don't think he's overhyped. I don't think that it's too much. I think he, if anything, he sort of needs to calm down the way he's playing. Every time he gets the ball, he wants to do something with it, which is. Wonderful in itself, but he's a he's got a huge future. That kid, he's he's everything you want in a dummy half player, let alone a playmaker. Yeah, it'd be it'd be funny if Harry Grant was like, and the Cam Smith Harry Grant situation was like the Ian Healy Adam Gilchrist situation, where we were like, oh, yeah, Ian Healy's yeah. the greatest keeper of all time, and Smith. How good Smith, like he's the GOAT, and then Harry Grant goes down to Melbourne and wins four straight premierships or something and dethrones Smith because he, look, yeah, he does look good. I don't know if he's um, well, it's, it's a shame. too it's early a, to call, right? Yeah, like it's, 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 too, too, to it's call. too early, but it's a shame that Melbourne will probably look different in his time there because he'll probably have a different coach. He'll definitely not have a Cameron Smith there and it'll be a yeah. different team. They'll still be very competitive, obviously, but... It's a shame he couldn't be part of a Kronk or a Slater, for example. Although, you know, Munster's there and our boy Pappenhausen's looking pretty good. Yeah. But I, I just, I he's one of the guys I like watching each week and Harry Grant and, and he frustrates me a little bit because as I said, every time he touches the ball, he's 
looking both ways. He's shimmering. He's dumbing. You know, he's trying to do something. He just he's not a catch and pass guy. But yeah, yeah I think I think he's got he's, the, the world on his feet. I was doing some stuff with Braith a few weeks ago for Liberos um, for Sunday ticket, and we were looking at some of his dummy half passes, particularly in the attacking twenty. And how he creates opportunity just from that pass in itself, Shaz. Yeah. Like he cutting out defenders, getting four on threes, five on fours yep. straight away from the yep. delivery out of dummy half. Like it's something that I, that's what I love um, when I'm working with these guys. But this, it's so easy for social media people just to, to bang on about um, our commentators and whatnot you talk to them and sit down with them and look at that stuff it just high they just highlight so many facets about the game that you sort of just watch and you take for granted but yeah some of the stuff that the guys have been highlighting coops and mick as well with harry grant it's just been phenomenal seeing his his, his rise and seeing how good he actually is and yeah, it's it's going to be heartbreaking for Tigers fans to see him go down to Melbourne next Man, year. Tough, um, but that's tough. the loan system. That's that's the loan <clears> system. <throat> the player movement stuff this year has been great. I thought Shaz, you're what a huge about fan. Jack Hetherington at the at the Warriors. He goes all right, doesn't he? They re loaned him. They they um, doubled down on that's the mortgage. Right. That's right. Yeah, and and didn't he was their he was their star? I thought against the Tigers in that win, like great. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, you see you see that Alvaro and Jennings from Para have gone there. They're probably seeing an opportunity for those guys to get some minutes. Alvaro, the twenty eighteen Eels player of the year, had racked up eight minutes of NRL football this year. There's no Reggies. The loan system's great in a sense that it allows these um, competing uh, contending teams to put some of those fringe players in, get some NRL minutes under their belt, and then they can recall them back at the end of the year. Uh, I think I think the Eels and the Panthers have obviously onto something here with Hetherington, but yeah, I think I think more teams should have been doing it. And Peyton was saying a few weeks ago that uh, teams are a bit apprehensive in 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 doing it. We'll help the Warriors do whatever, but no one was really offering anyone. I yeah. would have loved Tristan Saylor to get four games under his belt. I, I think it depends on the player. I know that the Warriors approached the Sharks and they wanted Ueli for two months. The Sharks went, yeah. Nah. He's kind of our starting prop, so maybe not. <laughs> but <laughs> he scores our first try. <laughs> that's right, and last. But uh, I, I absolutely agree. Like if you if you've got guys, you know, in your twenty to thirty of the playing squad, and you're not using them, and yeah. look, maybe maybe there's a clause, and they don't play against your team or something. Then that's fine. But absolutely, they do that in the EPL, don't they? I, be- you, I believe so. You yeah, you don't play against your your host team. Um, I'd be all yeah. for that as as a Sharks member. It's it's just it's it's good for the the players, you know, and that's ultimately yep. good for the club. So we're moving we're moving forward in leaps and bounds under the Volandi's era. He's breaking rules. He's changing things. He's letting Sonny Bill come back. Really, Ricky Latelli, the tackle's coming back. I mean, you know, spotting dimes. This this guy just has zero <laughs> zero. You know what? He just. He wants rugby I, league to be the best as it can. I hope he's an NBA fan, Schnaz, because I'd love a bloody trade window. Yeah. Just a trade deadline. I don't know if just he a, is. I don't know if he oh, is. Oh, no, no. He, yeah. Little, I haven't little seen old school. Any, he doesn't have a Larry Johnson poster in his office. He's got. <laughs> did you see he's got Pete's, um, the, Pete's Laws? The yes. Laws of Peter? Yes. Yeah, I, I was trying to look and try and see what was written, but I couldn't really... It was, it was too far away. And my <laughs> eyes haven't been that good recently. But yeah, the, yeah, I, I I just hope that he starts looking at some of the American model stuff. I think the loan system is, has been a success this year. Yes. And um, yeah, and he's pushed the rules a little bit too, Schnaz, in terms of signing some players from OS. Returning players. Yes. Uh, the Roosters have got their... Your boys. The Messiah has returned. Yeah. Sonny Bill Williams. He's staying in a, in a suite next to you, isn't he, by the looks of it? <laughs> yeah, he's... I love his, his wife posting the Insta stories of what Sonny's doing. But it's great. We should... It should just be a... 
He should, they should just be slapping a GoPro in the corner and uh, streaming it straight to Fox Sports 5, 515, Sunny Channel. Sunny Cam, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. Uh, excited by his return. I, I, I like watching him play rugby league. And I'm a little... Uh, I'm, I guess I'm indifferent about the rules being bended for him, but uh, I can understand why it is. I don't think it's a thing where the Roosters are... Looked at as getting whatever they want. I think it's more the fact that he's Sonny Bill and he's going to drive a lot of, uh, you know, viewership eyeballs. and sponsorship eyeballs. So I don't really have yeah. a huge issue with it. I think that he'll be great off the bench for the Chookies. And I, don't, I think, yeah, I don't, I'm not really judging him on his uh, Toronto form of late because uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just guys like that don't become bad players. You know, he might be older, he might be slower, but he's one of the best we've seen and. Uh, I think he's going to be good for him. Great thing is, Shnaz, both his, his first two games, uh, 7.30 Saturday nights, oh. live and exclusive on Fox League. What about uh, that? Sorry, had to get that had to get that shout out in. Um, but yeah, and and your grand final hero. Yes. Ricky Latelli. Yes. The French television. Yes. Is going to the Melbourne Storms. Ironic. Oh, well, they obviously have, know about his tough defense, particularly in clutch. Yes. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's one of those. It's one of those things, Schnaz. You play well against a team, and then sure enough, you'll be you'll be there in a couple of years' time. That's true. Shannon That's Boyd true. loved playing the Titans, <laughs> and the Titans loved him all the way to the bank. And um, I, I guess uh, Mary has a thing for Corey Norman. I don't know. I, oh, boy. There's been some interesting <laughs> signings over the last few years because of how well someone's played against teams. I, but, do, yeah. I do believe Matt Moylan came to Cronulla for one of those reasons. He he mm. dominated us and Flano was like, that's a guy I really want. And then Flano couldn't disappeared. You sh- <laughs> couldn't you guys have shopped Moylan to the Knights after he had that six tries this game a few years ago? Go, hey, guys, um, Moylan's up for grabs. I'm just going to leave you with this um, minute uh, clip of last time he played you guys. Oh, boy. Rugby League. It's yeah. back. Oh, I did that game. That was one of my one of my highlights as a producer. producer. Yeah. Was doing the call. Was he's got five try assists. This is ridiculous. And then he got his sixth and did a hammy. <laughs> no, Too far. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I'm Too joking. far, Brooksy. He now, didn't get a sixth try assist. <laughs> now, uh, before we wrap up, we've got a little yeah. bit of catching up to do. I've been catching up. I watched Afterlife Season yeah. 2 finally. Beautiful. Brilliant. Oh, yes. Sad, yep. funny. I... I I'm blown away by the show. I think it's so good. And I know it's got a lot of accolades and awards and everything, but can't be enough for that, for that man. He's uh, a genius and his acting is so good, let alone the writing and directing and everything else. His, <laughs> yeah. his acting is fantastic. Yeah, every, so dry, every, just, every time, yeah, yeah. every time he'd do the, I think it was like every episode, he'd, he'd, he'd have a, a line where he'd go, I just really miss her still. And, I, and my heart would just oh, break yeah. into. You start getting the goosebumps. You, you, your eyes start welling and you yeah. just go, oh, F off, Ricky. What are you doing to me? <laughs> there's just, there's so many good messages in it too, you know, about yeah. making the most of time and about love and all sorts of things, yeah. which, you know, people obviously can disagree or agree on whatever, but the sentiment behind it, I guess I'm saying, is just really beautiful. And yeah, I, I'm so glad I watched it and I can't wait to see season three is coming too. I think next year, I guess. So, yeah, I think the thing with it too, Shnaz, is how many people, like a lot of the, a lot of the storylines in it, a lot of people have gone through those scenarios with their family and with their friends. Yeah. Whether it's um, cancer, suicide, uh, just overall mental health, uh, work colleagues. And I think that's where that, that's the sort of thing that got me. Those situations that I've had, um, albeit that I haven't had that many, but yeah. it brings back those memories. And I know you look at some of the comments that Ricky retweeted and stuff as the show was, um, once the show went live on Netflix that first few weeks, 
people just going, that totally hit what yeah. I was going through. Yeah, yeah. And it was good to have that per that that link with someone. It's and- it's almost like you're being cancelled. I mean, obviously, I'm not seriously comparing it to cancelling, but yeah, there is a lot of that behind it, and uh, and you're yeah. right. Just people relating to things. You know, there was. Uh, I'm not going to give away too much. You haven't seen it, but there's yeah. there's parent and and child relationship as well, and divorce, divorce. Like there's there's so much. There's so yeah. There's that's it, what I think. It, it it is hard. It's the comedy, right? Like, yeah. It's a comedy, well, I was going to say like, there's still a lot of you know blue content and just crass, <laughs> crass you know material, but it's even that's done in a really great way. Obviously, you know, there's some real characters yeah. in it, so. The psychologist is like, <laughs> um, like some of those stories, and like he obviously he obviously paints that psychologist to be a wanker. Like yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you're the one giving me advice when you're so effed up. You I, know, like, yeah, the only thing I couldn't that, work that's out what is the beauty of it was I couldn't yeah. work out Brooksy why the brother-in-law why he stayed for so long in so many sessions. And then in the yeah. last one, he just went, ah, oh, I think I'm out of here, you know. <laughs> because I think that's the realisation, right? That it's like, wait, um, this this nut job's giving me advice on how I should react with my wife. But really, he's just a chauvinistic asshole. <laughs> that, that scene when he's out with the boys but, is just horrendous. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's, I, I mean... That's the beauty of it. Like it has some serious uh, themes, and then you've got yeah. these funny, dirty, crass uh, other scenes that sort of yeah. is the yin and the yang of the show. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, Ricky's. You know, I've I've gone back and watched The Office, and yeah, started watching a few extra um, episodes the other night. Yeah, but yeah, he's great. He's great, mate. Now you wanted to tell me, Brooksy, about yeah. A podcast you've been uh, listening to, I yeah, guess, or so, watching. So uh, earlier in the season, Shnaz, when we were doing the the lockdown life, uh, you were in some sort of bomb shelter slash sauna scenario. It was a pandemic. It was a pandemic. You just got a podcast from wherever you can get, mask up, and get to the nearest nearest room that has great insulation and um, soundproofing and that was your sauna bomb shelterini <laughs> but it's funny it's funny how the tables have turned so the last few weeks I've been going to um, no gym membership been going to an infrared sauna I know it sounds crazy sounds a bit whoa, out whoa, there whoa, whoa. say that again I've been going to an infrared sauna schnaz Infrared sauna doesn't work with humidity. It works with UV light. Sorry, I don't have shares in any companies. I'm just, I've done my research. Wait, so it's so, not its not steaming up. It's lighting up. No. Is that no, safe, it's, dude? It's via that, UV light. Is that safe? I don't know. Um, I'm developing <laughs> a nipple, but I believe it's okay. Okay. Um, no, so, so the different UV light does different things to your body you know look i'm i'm in a cult whatever just accept me um, so i've been doing it once a week once a week and yep. um i've been following a few places that do like saunas and cryotherapy therapy and salt baths and all that shit but i came across what i think was schnaz's side podcast it was the sauna show it was a podcast done in an infrared sauna room and I was like, wait, he's, wait, Schnaz has been doing this for years. But then I realized they're talking about saunas, talking about the sauna life, wow. uh, therapy, like all that sort of stuff. And I was like, that's perfect. If you can get a podcast, your own podcast, you can do a two for one sort of scenario and turn your infrared sauna into your podcast studio. You can do podcasts by day, saunas by night. You burn 600 calories in uh, in 30 minutes, but could you mix both up and do a podcast whilst in an in an infrared sauna with it on? Let me ask. You, my mind is blown, Brooksy. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you are in this uh, infrared sauna, yeah. What is your attire? Oh, you've got a towel. That's it. Yeah. And what God gave you. That's it. That's it. 
And is yeah, it uh, is it gender specific? Is it is it everyone? Oh, sorry, they're individual infrared saunas due, oh, to, okay, the, due okay. to the COVID scenario. You so how get big, your own sauna. How big is the sauna? Oh, it's it, how long's a piece of string, Schnee? Uh, you can get you can get the place I go to in Bondi Junction is like a one person sauna. It's like an L shape. Yeah. So you've got an L shaped bench with a glass around the around that. So you could probably see you, it's probably my wingspan wide. Okay. Probably about five foot eight high. Would would so someone can, who suffers from claustrophobia would they have an issue with this or no? It's all glass at the front. Okay. So I, I put my headphones in, I, I get my phone at, um, outside the sauna, put on a nice playlist, maybe some Leon Bridges if you want to relax, a bit of Fat Freddy's Drop. Who knows, I might want to wrap it up and put some ASAP Rocky and some uh, Jurassic 5. Taking it back a few years there, Brooksy. Yeah, to the concrete streets. It sounds uh, like it's so, the ideal place to record a podcast, in all honesty. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm going to purchase an infrared sauna and that's going to be my podcast studio. I'm going to start a podcast business and the sauna is going to be a write-off because it's going to be my office. Is there any buzzing in there? Oh, are you you personally buzz like you when you enjoy the sweat. Like 600 calories, no. There's no sonic buzz from any machinery? No, no, no. Just a light. Like, so some places have an infrared light on the roof. Some have panels on the side. So... There is a nice glow. It's all about the panels. Yeah. There's wood everywhere. <laughs> Just wood. But yeah, it's um it was interesting. I know we've talked way too long about saunas, but that I I figured that was something that I wanted to get across to you because I I was laughing at your at your Swedish den earlier in the year, but now I'm all for it. I'm in. Ahead of my time. Man, get, As usual, ahead of my time. We've got to go to Tempe and go go uh, get ourselves a sauna that we can put together. Do you reckon they come in flat packs? I don't, not. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be all slats. Like just, yeah, I, I think I'll, could, I'll, I'll tell I, you I this. I could knock one out in 90 minutes. I t- I'll tell you this, Brooksy. When yeah. time allows and when society allows, I will towel it up with you and we'll do a podcast in a sauna. <laughs> you have my word, okay? You have my word. Uh, you you sounded like Tobias from Arrested Development with that towel and up. I know it's just like you might sounded need, kinky. You might need to. It won't be kinky. You might need to wear sunglasses <laughs> from the uh, the brightness of my skin. But aside from that, it'll be a it'll be a fun time for all. So keep that in mind. I'm not I'm not seeking it out, but this is what I would do for you. I, I can't wait. Honestly, <laughs> once once restrictions are lifted. Um, and we can sauna together. I, that's I'll, I'll be booking a sauna for two. That's for sure. The sauna life. The, the sauna life. Uh, Schnaz, and just a shout out from me. Um, I know you've got friends and family down there, Melbourne. Yeah. Um, I I've got family uh, down there, and I I know there's a couple of people that listen from Melbourne, um, and I hope they're all good. I've spoken, I've texted a few cousins and stuff and it sounds like everything's good. But yeah, I just wanted to say another six weeks in lockdown, it must be pretty tough for them. At least there's plenty of AFL and NBA and NRL to watch to maybe take their minds off it. But um, yeah, in all seriousness, I I hope that uh, people down there are, are, are good. Yeah. And, you know, always, if, if you want us to talk about anything, hit us up. We'll talk. We'll talk about AFL if we need to. If you want us to stop, been, to stop talking about saunas, we'll do that as well. Yeah, I've been watching a bit of Richmond, and um, I believe they're playing tonight. Um, they're in the top four. Uh, you know, Melbourne, Melbourne Demons. They're struggling. We've got plenty to say about Max Gorn and his captaincy, but um, yeah, like if yeah, reach out to us, Melburnians. Uh, maybe we can do a storm uh, section each yeah. week, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we're thinking about ya. Yes, um, and yeah, stay strong down there. Yeah, I've, I've got some uh, some very close friends down there, and it's a very tough time. And uh, I, I think it's probably yeah even more extreme than what we went through a while back. But uh, 
yeah, hopefully everyone's doing okay and hopefully the time flies just like the time flew on this podcast, Brooksy. We've got to wrap it up. Yes. Uh, but we'll be back uh, sooner rather than later, that's for sure. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Um, there's plenty to talk about after this week if we can. But yes. um, if not, we can always do those pretender contender lists. I like it. Yeah. We can just... I know I'll probably be adding the Roosters in the contenders next time we do it <laughs> after they go on a rampant streak once again. You might be onto something, Brooksy. We will wait and see. Thank you for your time. And uh, you, can no follow, you can follow us on the social medias. We're all over the place, especially Brooksy. He loves his old social media. And uh, I'm going to say Marcus Bye for now, my friend. Before I say... What you're going to say. See, yeah. see you later. I'm going to give a shout out to my parents' uh, new Instagram account. Oh. It's Hacienda underscore Jamboree. Um, as you know, restrictions in international travel have hit us. They've got a little Airbnb down in Jamboree, down the south coast. And I started um, helping them with their Instagram account. So if you love the south coast and you love staying with my parents, uh, get <laughs> follow. Hacienda underscore Jamboree. Do you want to spell that first um, one for us? Uh, H-A-C-I-E-N-D-A underscore J-A-M-B-E-R-O-O. You can control the action. It's only two minutes away from the place. But yeah, uh, I, just yeah, it's been fun posting stuff from the South Coast, the coast with the most. I'm going to go follow them right now, Brooksy. No worries. Great stuff, Schnaz. Thanks for hosting. Thanks for everything. Oh, Jerry, see you, see you later. Mm-hmm.